I'm so glad I learned to trust in thee, precious Jesus, Savior friend. And I know that thou art with me, will be with me till the end. You see, beloved, in spite of the joys God gives us, I think everyone here would agree that the world has become a basically miserable place to live. In times like these, the world is not my home. You need to realize that you're just a pilgrim passing through. Because the things this world has to offer is nothing good. The way we were brought up, you have to literally retrain your mind to connect back with the Savior. Because the things that the world teaches in this time, that it's okay to be homosexual, that it's okay to hate black, it's okay to hate white. You look on the news and your stomach turns from what is happening in times like these. It's full of fear, danger, the unexpected is generally negative, and we long for relief. Those of us who share the blessed hope long for the day when Christ would deliver his people, deliver his people from trials, from sickness, from death, from sorrow, from crime forever. We long for relief. I'm not sure about you, but I'm, I'm tired of this world. I'm tired of disappointments. And I'm longing for relief. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the sweet Holy Spirit, I want to appeal to all of you today, in times like these, to take hold of the Lord, Jesus Christ, and hold fast and hold fast. This is the title of my sermon tonight. In times like these, hold fast. Hold fast. Let us pray. Our loving and saving God, Father, in times like these, we need a word. Father, if there's any time we need you, Lord, we need you now. Father, I ask that you will give me the holy boldness to speak to your people. Hide me behind the cross and speak, Lord, thy servant hearing. Have thine own sweet way. Prepare the hearts as you speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hold fast. Hold fast. Hmm. I remember one time at work, uh, looking through, I don't see none of my co-workers or my boss, so it's okay to share this testimony. Uh, one time at work, I had some envelopes I had to shred. And I'm going to be honest with you. It might be some of your bills. We get a ton load of return mails that no one has any existing P.O. box anymore. Or the change P.O. box. So a whole lot of 
mails be returned and our boss wants us to call each individual and I've been calling and some say, don't call me back. I don't have no mailbox. I just don't call me. So I, I've took liberty and not call anymore. I, I, I found out there's a, there's a sweet invention called the shredder. <laughs> so so, so the, 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 the envelopes are piling up on me. And my boss comes by my desk and she's saying, like, How are, why are these not clean so far? So, uh, you know, as she leaves I, and I gather the envelopes and I, I start to pick them up and gather so much, there's so much, but I only want to make one trip. So, so I start to gather all the envelopes. While walking, I notice some starts to drop. So, so, so then I, I, I try to grab them as they drop, and I realize that more is dropping. Mm, mm, mm. I'm not sure if you're understanding what I'm saying, but, but you have to hold on to what you have. You, you can't let go to get more. You have to hold on to what you have. I have learned to trust Jesus, and I will hold on to the promises that he gave. I'm holding on to Jesus. So, so as I am occurring to me that, that I should hold on, it's better to make it with some than none. So, so I'm holding on to what I have. And I don't know about you younger folks, but, but, but back in my days, when I used to pick mangoes and stuff, we, we used to fold our shirt and, and we put it in. And it's always a trick to get these things done. But true, I'm at work. I don't want to take out my shirt and no one to see my abs or so to speak. So, so I had to keep them in my hand. So I, I couldn't use my old time tradition. But, but, but I hold on to what I had and, and I carried what I could. So I look at it on a spiritual aspect that you have to hold fast. Our beloved, hold fast onto what you got. I'm saying hold on to Jesus. In times like these, you have to hold on to Jesus. And just thinking of life journey, thinking of what this life has to offer, what we face, I, I'm so glad I learned to trust in Jesus. And, and I remember the faithful words of Jesus, which is found in John chapter 14 and verse 1. If you have your Bibles with you, John chapter 14, and we have the technology where we can have it on screen. John chapter 14 and verse 1. And I'm reading from the King James Version. So if you can have it on the screen as the King James Version. One thing about me, I love my old time religion. I don't need no new time religion. I, I don't need no new King James. I don't need no new translation, no new English version. Just give me the old time religion because it's good enough for me. I'm sticking with the King James version. John chapter 14 verse 1. John chapter 14 and verse 1. If you're there, let me hear you say amen. And the Bible reads, Let not... Your heart be troubled. And I'm looking into this text and I'm seeing Jesus looking down into the future and he saw my life and he knew that in times like these I would let simple little things beset me. And God is saying to someone tonight, let not your heart 
be troubled. You see, many at times your hurt will allow you to step away from God. Many, many at times your relationship with your spouse or with your girlfriend or boyfriend would allow you to step away. But, but God is looking into your life and he says, let not. Matter of fact, cast your burdens on Jesus. Let not your heart be troubled. He believed in God. Believe also in me. Now, now, beloved, I don't know about you, but, but I get a little excited when I hear the name of Jesus. When I hear Jesus speaks, I get a little excited. I, I don't know, but the name of Jesus, when I hear it, I feel good, good, good. I feel good, wonderful, good. Every time I hear about Jesus, I feel and every rock me rock upon, I feel. Yes, yes, beloved, I feel good when I hear the words of Jesus. And every time I hear the words of Jesus, it, it touches a nerve. I have a co-worker at work that, that she has back problems. And every time her bone touch her nerve, she, she got to move. So, so every time I hear the word of Jesus, it, it touches a nerve and I, I, I have to move. I, I got to move when I hear the words of Jesus. And I get a little excited because Jesus is my type of preacher. Mm -hmm. That's my type of preacher. He, he doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't go around corners. He speaks it straight. And I like a man to speak straight. And Jesus doesn't hold back. He says, let not your heart be troubled. East Ebenezer, let not your heart be troubled. He believed in God. Believe also in me. And, and, and I'm looking at the text and I'm wondering, why did Jesus say, you believe in God, believe also in me? I'm saying something must be profound to that. And just the other day I was by the barbershop and I was sitting in the barbershop and when I'm around, I like to make sure the topic goes on Jesus. Amen. You have some influential people, when you come around, the topic has to be on what they're talking about. And, it, and you, when, you, when you go around people that are not Christians, you find out they're talking about dance hall, they're talking about this, and they're talking about that. I'm not involved in that. I want to talk about Jesus. And I think I have the authority to, to make sure the conversation stays on Jesus. So, so I brought the conversation neatly, and I start speaking about God, but whoo! You know when you start speaking about God and non-Christians start to chopping. <laughs> and they start telling you what a Christian should do and what a Christian shouldn't do. And they start saying that Christians shouldn't shave and they, they shouldn't. You haven't met some of those people that they are not Christians and they know exactly what a Christian should be like. Have mercy. They, they know everything what a Christian should do and not do. And, and we're there talking about Jesus. And, and, and one of them came and said, I, I'm not so sure about this Jesus. He said, I don't understand how God can die. And I said, mm, I understand where you're coming from. Um, but, but, but the spirit download instantaneously to me. And said, brother, it's because he died why I live. You see, if Jesus didn't die, we couldn't live. And there's some things that you just can't understand about God. Now, 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 you see, they believed in God. 
Because they say that if you trouble someone that belongs to the Lord, you better be careful. Because the Lord avenges his people. And I say, amen. So they knew that. So they believed in God. But he was not too sure about Jesus. Because he don't know how the Savior can die. But I, I, I was saying to him, beloved, it's because he died why we live. And I want to say to you, you just can't understand and fathom that this is the plan of salvation. There's two things that's so profound in the ministry and in the gospel that, that one is how the creator, which is God, becomes a creation. Now it baffles my mind. To, to think, how can God, the creator of all things, there is nothing that was made that was made through him. And you're saying that the creator became a creation. The Bible says he, he made himself of no reputation. Made himself a bondservant and lived amongst men. And the other thing that you cannot understand is how the creation, which is the devil, wants to be the creator. I don't understand that. Where in your mind can you possibly be thinking that I can be the creator when you're the creation? And you can't even breathe life into something. You, you, you can make a, a hologram a, a, a fakes where you think that you're raising dead people, but you're not doing nothing. Tricks, deceiver. So, so it baffles me how the creator becomes a creation and how the creation becomes a creator. So I was explaining these terms to them and they start to understand when I said he died. This is the plan of salvation. And I said glory to God that one understood. And, and I goes on to say in the scripture, that's why Jesus had to mention that if you believe in the father, you believe also in me. Because if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. He believe in God, believe also in me. And Jesus goes on to say, in my Father's house, in verse 2, in my Father's house are what? Read with me, church. Is it on the screen? In my Father's house are what? And if it were not so, I would have hmm, now I'm looking at the scripture, and I like to break down scripture by scripture, and word by word, and precept by precept. So, so, so God is saying here, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. So I'm looking, why did Jesus mention about the mansions? Mm, mm, mm. And I'm saying, God, you know that we Caymanians love big houses, <laughs> We, we, whatever nationality you are from, he, he knows we like the fancy life and like the fancy car. So, so God is looking and God is saying, in my father's house, guess what? There, there are many mansions in my father's house. So just in case you love big houses, God is telling you today, Ebenezer, that in my father's house, in the father's house is many mansions. And if it were not so, I would not have told you. And I'm looking at the scripture and I say it was not relevant. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes. I'm saying that it wasn't relevant. Why? God shouldn't have to bribe us to be with Jesus. Mm. 
I wish I had a witness. I wish I had a witness, Rendon. God shouldn't have to bribe you to be with Jesus. I just want to be in his presence. I just want to be with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. God doesn't need to bribe me. Some of us are made out of different fabric. If you're like me, you can sleep on the roadside and have no problems. If you're like me, I've, I've been through some rough times. I, I've been through times where I didn't have food or have water. We, we are made out of different fabric, so God doesn't need to bribe me but just in case that that you like these fancy things God is saying in my father's house are many mansions and Jesus goes on to say that don't lay your treasure on earth if you're going to lay your treasures lay them in heaven because where your treasures are there is your heart also so so God is saying if you're going to have treasure lay them up in heaven and I say, thank you, Lord, for doing that. But I just want to be in his presence just to look on his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Face to face with Jesus. But Jesus still assures us, in my father's house or many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. Then he goes on to say in verse 2, I, I go to prepare a place for you. And I'm saying, Ebenezer, I don't, I don't want to break it down too much, but, but the Spirit has given me the word and I have to share it. Now, the, God is saying, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Now, that's the Christian hope. That's the faith that we hold on to. If I go, I will come again. Now, now he's saying in the scripture that I go to prepare a place for you. Now, you just mentioned, Father, about the mansions that's in the Father's house, but yet you're preparing a place for me. So, so, so why mention the mansions if you're preparing a place for me? Come on, church. I, I don't know if the Spirit is talking, but, but the, the Lord is saying, I, I've made, I have mansions for you, just in case. I don't know, but, but when you get a package deal from Flo, you like to hear extra stuff on it that, that you don't even need. I, I don't need the 50,000 messages. We, we don't use message anymore. We, we use WhatsApp, but it's good to know that in case I have 50,000 messages. So, so God is giving you some extra stuff onto what he's giving you. So God is saying, that I went and prepared a place for you. Now, now God, now the Holy Spirit had revealed to me and said, Jesus, why didn't you mention what you prepared? You mentioned about the mansions, but you didn't mention what you prepared. You just said, I went to prepare a place. So I started reading the scripture over and over, and the Spirit revealed to me that Jesus mentioned the mansions because that's what we can comprehend. Mm, mm, mm. He mentioned the mansions because that's what we can fathom. But, but when you start to look at the things that God prepared, you don't know what it's like. Jesus said in John chapter 3 and verse 12, If, if I have told you of earthly things and ye believe not, how can it be possible that in my father's house, or many mansions in the house. 
Now, if you don't believe if I told you of earthly things, God is saying, how would you believe if I told you about heavenly things? If, if I told you the place I went to prepare was certain jasper, certain stones of certain gold that, that you have not seen, how would you rejoice if you don't know what it is? I look at my son. I can't get my son excited about a boxing match with Mayweather. He will be looking at me like this. But if I said to him, Hulk smash and Spider-Man were fighting, he would get excited because this is what he understands. So God is using something you understand to get you excited. But I can't tell you of these things you will not know. Mm, 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 mm. I don't know. Oh, John, John said, I saw there was no sun. Do you know what it's like? He said, I saw it looked like the sea of glass, but is it really glass? This is to my understanding that it, it looks like a sea of glass. Eh? Praise the Lord. So God is saying, I went to prepare a place for you, but God couldn't tell you of these things. Now it started to occur to me. Can somebody tell me how long the Savior has left? I would say 2016 years, but to be exact... <laughs> but give or take over 2,000 years, Allah. So, so I'm saying, because we started calculating time since Jesus left. Is that right? Uh, we have A.D. and B.C., isn't that right? So we started calculating. So if we were calculating, I would say 2,016 years, but give or take 2,000 years. Hmm. Now watch this. <laughs> it excites me a little bit before I get to you. <laughs> now if God had created the earth in six days. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a witness. If God had created the earth in six days and God said that it was, come on church, and if God created the heavens and the earth in six days and he said that it was, it was good and it was good in the sight of the Lord and, and I'm seeing that even in these days of trouble, even in days of evilness, we men don't want to die. Women don't want to die. You can be in cancer, you're still asking for life, though you're going through pain. Your, your roof could be leaking, your light cut off and no water, but, but man doesn't want to die. And this is just from six days of preparing. I, I don't know about you, but I like to go and sightsee. I like to drive and look at the wonders God has. And when I look, Brother Germain, I, I see when the sun sets over the horizon and the, 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 the sunlight just starts to glisten on the water and the breeze starts to, to, to give its whistling and, and you hear the birds singing and, and the trees gives off its perfume. I'm, I'm saying, God, you're worthy of my praise. When you look how the, the world orbits around the sun with so much planets and never colliding. And they say if we, were, if we were one mile closer, we would freeze. I mean burn. And if we were one mile further, we would freeze. Now I'm saying, God, if you did this in six days, and if God has gone over 2,000 years, can, 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 can you imagine 
what God has prepared for you. Over 2,000 years of fixing. I, I know Brother JJ likes it like this. Matter of fact, I think he's going to like it like that. And he, and he prepares the place. And I once used to like yellow. And now my favorite color is red. So Jesus paint the room yellow. And I changed my mind. And he, he paints it red because I like it like this. And I, I like it like that. So God is strategically preparing a place for you. Now what will you give out on life eternal with? God has prepared a place for you over 2,000 years. And I, and I read a scripture said that, that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, nor has it entered the thoughts of men. What God has prepared for you. And I've seen some, some technological stuff, some, some, some stuff on movies where, where man is thinking and wondering, wow, these men are good. And you mean to tell me it, 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 it has not entered the thoughts of men what our Savior has prepared for you. Now, beloved, what will you give out on this for? Temporary enjoyment with the world in times like these where friends are killing friends where you live in a time where you can't even heat up your food in the microwave because cancer is knocking you live in a time like this and you're willing to let go of what God gave you no beloved I, I, I'm holding fast onto the promises of God I'm holding on. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and, and receive you unto myself, not unto Gabriel, not unto the 24 elders, not unto the mighty cherims, the, 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 the covering cher cherims where they have six wings. God is saying, not unto none of these angels. I, I'm receiving you unto myself. That where I am, there he may be also. And I say hallelujah, church. And I say amen. I'm holding on. To Jesus. I, I'm not letting go. You can bring what you want. But I'm holding on to Jesus. I'm holding on to God. Because the reality is life has two things to offer. And it's offering heaven or it's offering hell. Thank you, my sister. Which one are you going to choose? Now you can sit down to say, I don't believe in this. Streets of gold, riding on clouds, singing with the angels, walking with lions, and seeing Jesus face to face. You can say it's a joke, but I guarantee you I put my life on the line that when that great day comes, there will be God stepping out and coming for his people. And you're going to look and say, how cheaply I sold out. What are you selling out God for in times like these? Haven't you lived enough life? 
I have a news for you. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. I used to be in the world and I thought I was having fun. Drinking and smoking and all manner of evil. And I thought this was life. And I didn't want to let go. Every time I came to church, tears in my eyes and the spirit calling. But someone said to me, what are you holding out for? And at that time, it was my music. And I'm saying, God, every time I come to church, this is, I'm afraid to come because the reality is I'm letting go of you for my music, which hasn't put any bread on my table. Wouldn't be so bad if it were doing something for me. Hmm? Nothing. Matter of fact, it was taking money out of my pocket. I had to pay for a studio room and had to give that person money just to stay there. So he wasn't even giving me nothing. And I'm saying, God, I, I can't let go. And a, and a pastor was speaking and he moved through the aisle and he walked straight to me and picked me by the hand and walked me to the altar. If it wasn't for God's grace, I turned away. Playing with salvation. Playing with salvation. Are you playing with God? <laughs> I've got news for you. Now. You see the Jesus that we speak about? It won't be the same Jesus you see coming a second time. This graceful God, abundantly in mercy, holding mercies for thousands, gracefully, exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can imagine. This God, thank you, beloved, that you hear about won't be that same Jesus that burst the eastern clouds. You see, when Jesus comes the second time, it's not coming as a lamb. It's coming as a conquering lion. The Bible says that the devil is like not even a metaphor, a simile is like a lion seeking souls to devour. The Bible says he's coming as the conquering lion. No simile, metaphor, just like the roaring lion. He's coming and he's coming with vengeance. Sin will be no more. If there's enmity found in you, grudgefulness, bad mind, sin, whatever it may be, God is eradicating it. Not a second time in heaven. You don't want to see that Jesus. What manner of man is this? That the seas and the winds and the earth obey. The Bible says when he comes, mountains and islands move out of their places. You, you see when a king comes, the crowd open. No, no, the earth opened, the, the mountains move and make a path for the Lord. The Lord is coming. And you don't want to be on his wrong side. If this man said, let there be light, and it was so, can you imagine he's pouring out his wrath without mixture? When you beat a child, you hold back and say, don't do it again. But when God comes the second time, He's not holding back nothing. God will have to wipe away the tears from the saints' eyes because they too wouldn't believe that just the little suckling on the breast is being tortured. God is having no mercy. 
What are you selling out God for? Beloved, in times like these, you need to hold fast. You have to hold on to the promises of God. What? God says, what? What would you give it up for? I'd rather make it in heaven with one hand than with two out of heaven. Because one thing, Micah gives some problems. And when it gives problems, I find the maker. And I go to the maker and he can fix the problem. So, so, so if my maker finds me with a hand missing and I make it into heaven, I say, maker, give me one more hand. And God says, it's done and it's so. You need to make it in no matter what. Pluck out these eyes, cut these feet, any means necessary. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm sorry, beloved. You, I'm stepping over. I'm coming in. I ain't got no time to share my oil. I'm coming in. I come check for you after. Send your WhatsApp. Turn a left, then a right, then a right, then a left. Then you make it. But I'm making sure my election is sure. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Beloved, you have to hold on to Jesus. God has so much to offer. All fun and jokes aside, what are you giving up salvation for? He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there he may be also. Let not your heart be troubled. You see, life, beloved, will open the floodgates sometimes. And the tempest may blow. The ship may rock. The sails may be torn. But guess what? My anchor holds. My anchor holds. I'm not docking up on the sand and sticking it in the sand. My anchor holds onto the rock of ages. I'm holding on, beloved. I'm holding on. Jesus is the way. Ride out your storms. Life will give you tests. God will allow certain things to happen. Look at Job. A man who has squillish sin. Give up sacrifice even when he didn't sin. And you're looking at your life and you're thinking, it's commonly known that if I sin, Every sin has a consequence, eh? But, 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 but in this case, the devil came to Jesus and said, I guarantee, take away the house. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, take away the wife. All right. Take away the kids. And let me see if you're anchor holds. And God said, yes. I would have thought God would have said no. God said yes. When will the devil come to you? And if you're not covered by God fully comprehensive, no third party, fully comprehensive, you're in trouble. Because God says touch the flesh but not his life. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. 
Now, if you're not under the blood coverage and the enemy takes sight of you and God is not in your midst, if he can do a man of God that with God authority, imagine if you're not covered. Ten kids, one time. Mm -hmm. Not next week and the week after and a month later and a year later. One time, the enemy attacked. I'm saying to you, beloved, are you holding on? There will be a time the devil's awful plans would cease. I thought someone would have said amen. Sounds like you like the trials. Mm. I don't know about you. They say the trials make you stronger, but I don't need to get no stronger. I just need to know my anchor can hold, and that's good enough for me. There will be a time when the devil's awful plans will cease. And the Bible tells us that that day will come. That there will be no more wars. No more killing. No more crying. No more hatred. No more abuse. No more wrecks dangling on the side of the road. No more addiction. No more accidents. No more rape. No more death. No more. There will be a time when God will come for his people. Life eternal. I thank God through Jesus Christ a better day is coming. I thank God. So I'm holding fast. In times like these, are you well equipped with scripture? Because scripture will carry you through the trials. If you don't know what scripture to draw at the relevant time, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The devil tempted Jesus and Jesus retaliated with scripture. Now if you're not drawing the right scripture, you're in trouble. But I'm here to assure you, not just to scare you, but to instill the promises of God. And the promises are found in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1. As I, as, as I come down, I, I want to bring some assurance to you, beloved. When you're there, let me hear you say amen. That sounds like three people. When you're there, let me hear you say amen. That sounds like three quarter. When you're there, say amen. Praise the Lord. And the Bible reads, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1, it reads, And I saw a new heaven... And a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were, oh beloved, I, I don't know about you, but you don't sound like you believe this. I, I'm sorry to my visitors, I, I apologize on our behalf. Because you're saying they don't believe what they're reading. I believe, so I will read for you. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, I believe. A new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, and I would put in there for John because I believe it like if I wrote it myself. And I, Jermiel Hides, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared 
as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a small voice. I don't know. I heard a small voice. I heard a great voice. And the voice said out of heaven saying, Behold, praise God. Behold the tabernacle of God that you long waited for. Can you imagine what God looks like? Every day I'm sitting down, I'm wondering what God looks like. I want to see God. Now can you imagine all of this wondering and, and thinking and, and imagining my Lord. And on that great day, he says to me, Depart from me. I know you not. God have mercy. I don't want to hear those words. I want to be rejoicing when the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. And God... Now let me tell you something. Normally, God sends people on his missions. When you're a big dog, you send people on your mission. Uh, the only big dog I know about is, is God. But, but when I try to be a big dog, I can only do it with my son. I can't tell my bigger brother, yo, go down by the shop, then buy me two biscuits now. With my daughter, boy, go get there yourself. But with my son, I can say, boy, go pick that up and bring that come to me. Yes, daddy. And I send him on my mission. Uh, boy, get me the control. I don't want to get up. And he goes and gets the control. Uh, you see, with God, he, he normally sends his angels on his mission. He says, Gabriel, my son is resurrected. I, I need personal escort. And Gabriel went down. Every time you read, there is a mighty angel proclaiming the word of God. But the Bible says here, and God himself shall be with them. And I say, praise God. God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4, and God shall wipe away all their tears from their eyes. Because some serious bawling are going to take place. Mm -hmm. The little one son you pray for and pray for and won't repent on that day. Mm. That nine months of tribulation. I'm talking nearly miscarriage. I'm talking near death experience. With, with that child you've suffered for. Three jobs. Working. That day if he doesn't repent. God will need to wipe away your tears. That mother, that brother, that sister you've been crying for. Repent and come to God. Imagine living life without you, my brother. Imagine. Imagine. Mm. Will wipe away all their tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more and neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away and the uh, and he that sat upon the throne said behold uh, i make all things new and i say praise god i make all things new and he said unto me preach jeremiah 
He said unto me, go down by Ebenezer. Someone needs to hear this message. Preach for the things of this word are true and faithful. And I believe with all my heart. Preach right for these things. These words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Is there anyone thirsting today? Really look into your life. Are you thirsting after God? Can you imagine this same Jesus who gave you grace to wake up to go spit in his face? Have mercy. Eh? Woke you up and you come and spit in my face. Pierce me in the side. Give me a crown of thorns. When I asked for water, you gave me vinegar. But yet, I have waken you up to sin against me. Hmm? What a merciful God. Waking you up. Hmm? What if God get fed up? Hmm? You don't think God get fed up? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. He said to Moses, matter of fact, I'm going to kill off all of them. And Moses says, God, remember thy promise to Abraham. Thank God for the man who intercedes on our behalf. Because if it wasn't for the preacher, if it wasn't for the prayer, if it wasn't for your mother, you would have been dead long time. God, have mercy. Remember thy promise. And God remembered. And didn't bother kill them all. Eh? You think God don't get fed up? Eh? After I wake you up and you go worship this golden calf. When I deserve the praise. And you go and say, yo, big tune. Movado drop big tune. And God drop big scripture and you won't big him up. Says, stand still and watch the salvation of your God. No, you're not big that up. Mm -mm. Only in time of trouble. You run, come to God. If God were like me, let me tell you something. God forbid. But, but God is not like us. Praise God. I thank God that he's not like us. When you come to me only when you want money, I run you away. You only know me when you want something. Can you imagine running to God after all of these years, spitting on him? And then when something happens, you run to God. God, my mother, my brother, Lord, have mercy. God. And God has mercy. Hmm? What a merciful God. What a savior. You're going to give out on someone like that? If I can diss that man, no, 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 can't be my friends. If I can diss a man like that. Hmm? Checking out for me like that. Making provision when I didn't pray. Driving all kind of speed coming here. I didn't say, Lord, give me journey's mercy, but yet he gave it to you. Looking out on your behalf when you didn't even ask. Eh? You're going to give up on a God like that? For what? What are you really holding on to? You look 
can see people dying left, right, and center. You think it can't happen to you? What's so powerful about you? Woman wake up one day and just gone in a coma, dead by the next week. Doctors don't know what's wrong. Hmm? Watching families crying. Say, what about me, Lord? Why my seven brothers, I mean, seven siblings, still alive, still kicking, still good? Something special about me? Nothing. But God, what is it that you're so mindful of man? Hmm, God? Why? You have a check? Maybe the reason you're still alive, he has a great work for you. When you won't go, you're running and you're running. And God is calling. I'm going to be real. In times like these, I have to be real. And I come here to pet and pump on nobody. I come to give the message, the real word, the inspiration, and the truth that God has a place prepared for you. But on the flip coin, I'm going to be real. They, the devil are joking with our kids. Pornography popping up when you're looking at Christian website. Hmm? He not playing with nobody. And I must come here and, uh, and compromise God's truth. I come here and play with him. Mm -hmm. You're safe. Go home today. Everything will be alright. Give grace. God is a merciful God. And God is speaking to somebody. If you're not yet baptized... I want to pray for you. You're not yet baptized. Come. The spirit of God says come. And don't play with him. God is marking it 10. This day, I put life and death before you. And the angels are marking it down. I pray that you choose life. Today. Today. No long time thing. Come to God. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my sister. No long time thing. I want to pray with you. Because the prayer of the righteous availeth much. I want to say to God, remember that Jesus died for our sins. I want to petition the throne of grace for you. I want to. I want to. Come. Any other? Praise the Lord. I want to petition the throne of grace. Where God, I can stand before him and say, Lord, have mercy. Because every sin has a consequence. Are you ready when it comes? You big and bad? You bold? You think God don't know what you love? God said, when they ate the fruit, they are now like us, knowing good and evil. Don't think God going to know evil. You think them a bad man? Don't make God become the adversary. The Bible says the advocate has become the adversary. Jerusalem, Israel, Cayman, wake up. You don't want God as the adversary. The advocate. Can you imagine the advocate becoming the adversary against you? You don't want that. Beloved, is there any more? I'm calling. Speak, Lord.
servant here. Are you saying, Lord, speak? Come. Want to pray with your pastor as you come and pray. I, 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 I want you to come. I want you to come. As the message comes down, the Lord has prepared a place for you. And if I go, I will prepare a place for you. And I will come again. I want to put some blessings on you, my sister. You come with him, still have to give you the blessing. May God richly bless you and anoint you and be over your life. May he prosper your going ins and your coming outs. God be with you. God be with you. God be with you. My brother, I've seen you struggling. Lord, I pray, Lord, you will put your countenance over this young man. Shine your Shekinah glory over him. Lord, beat him till he give in, Lord. God, that high horse cut him down just like Saul. Turn him into Paul. God, Make him be a new man. Bless you, my family. Bless you. My brother, you know my heart cries for you. You know my heart cries for you, brother. You know that. for this young man. God, you've comprehended with tears. Holy Spirit, fix it up for me, please. Take it to the throne room. God, have mercy on this young man. Stalwart young man, full of power, influence, and grace. Lord, man after your own heart. Father, I ask that you shine your face on him. Pass by and let your glory show him, Lord. Just like Moses, call him, Lord, into that burning bush. A fire that cannot be quenched. Lord, I place your anointing on him. Cover him with the edge of Job. Lord, bring him home. He was near there one day when death was knocking at his door. God, you didn't save him for no reason. Mind him in dreams. Bring back to his foreknowledge that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to lose. 